Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Mackenzie Conklin. She is the founder of McKinsey Co. and creator of Mastermind Unlimited. McKinsey specializes in helping people reach their confidence, start building wealth, and create a life they enjoy. And she's so young. I can't remember <laughs> her age, but she's really young. She's doing incredible things. McKinsey, it's great to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. This is really, really exciting. Absolutely. Now, this is a very special edition because we are filming this podcast in Costa Rica. So while you're talking, people might hear the sounds of nature behind them. I'm excited. And I'm lucky enough to get to see your pool in the background right now. <laughs> right. Because this is audio and you get to see video, mm-hmm. you're going to see the whole pool in the rainforest behind me. So experience. why don't you quickly just uh, share with the audience a little bit about your backstory that kind of led you to where you are. Yeah, I'd love to. So I am what I call myself really as a confidence coach and entrepreneur mentor. So I predominantly work with female early stage entrepreneurs And what I do summed up in one sentence is really show deserving women how to decide that they're worthy and capable of being a confident, wealthy female. And for a lot of them, an entrepreneur. So um, what I really like to help them do is self-actualize unrealistic success bigger than they've ever let themselves imagine. And where this really all stemmed from was I was raised under the narrative that work is meant to be, it's not meant to be fun, right? And that's why it's called work. I saw example after example of nearly everyone in my life spending entire careers working to make the kinds of money they wanted and still having a lot of issues in their mindset around money. And then I saw female after female in my life, not feel worthy of their greatest desires and almost none of which included being unapologetically ambitious or wealthy. And something really important to me and about my story is I've always been defiant, even as a kid. Um, and my dad loves to remind me of this. So I've never liked rules. I've never thought I needed to play by them. And I've always wanted something different. And so there has always been, and this is very key to my story. There's always been a very quiet voice in my head telling me that there's more to my life. And that even if I didn't see it happen before me, I could make an impact, be a multimillionaire and have fun doing it. Um, But I also grew up with a very loud voice in my head that said I wasn't really worthy or good enough to do those things. And so I went down the path that I thought I was supposed to. I went to one of the best business schools in the world. I joined corporate. I worked really hard and I hated it. And my defiant nature was very not okay with what was going on. Um, So I didn't feel like I was making that impact. I didn't feel like I enjoyed doing those menial tasks that weren't making a difference. And I definitely didn't think I was earning what I was capable of. So at some point, about three years into my career, I got really fed up and my defiant nature came out. And so a couple decisions I made for myself was that I would not let anyone or anything cap my personal potential or my earning potential. I wouldn't stay in any situation, room, conversation, relationship that wasn't serving me and my desires that I really, really wanted, but didn't often admit out loud. And that the third decision was that I was made for more. And I worked on my confidence harder than probably anything I've ever worked on in my life to really silence that really loud voice telling telling me that I wasn't worthy and really amplifying that voice that said I, that there was more to life. And so 
I moved with lightning speed to create it once I got myself belief in check. And so by the end of this year, which this is my first year in business, I will have a quarter of a million dollar business. And I honestly believe that every single capable, every single woman is capable of doing the exact same thing if that's what they decide. So that's a little bit about my story. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. And that's a big deal because you literally came out of corporate. You're, I can't say your exact age, but you're in your mid twenties. I could say that. And to be able to do a quarter million dollars, you know, is, is, is amazing because you're just getting started. Right. Yeah. Uh, in our conversation, um, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking and you said something really um, powerful. You said that people don't want to admit that they don't have confidence. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that. So our brains really, really don't like being wrong and our egos don't like being hurt. Right. So it is really hard to admit that we're not as confident as we want to be. So a lot of the times when we aspire to be confident, we want to say that we're confident and get everything in check with that, which is amazing. Right. Um, but what I found is that especially through my clients, cause almost, I would say 80%, if not 95 in that range are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are generally confident enough to start a business. Right. But what will happen is that, and why a lot of my clients come to me is that they're actually really afraid of that next level. They don't feel confident. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel deserving of that. And so their confidence starts to falter. Right. And so they get really avoidant of making next level kinds of money, whether that's six figures, whether that's multiple six figures, whether that's just more than they've ever made in their lives before. And that's where the confidence and self-belief really comes in. And so most of the entrepreneurs that I work with specifically are often like center stage front face of their business. And so between starting a business and being the face of their business, it takes a lot more risk and uncertainty, just running a business. And then being the face of a business requires a lot more emotional exposure than they're used to. And so it's a vulnerable experience and confidence issues innately come up. So I have these people who have, you know, always think they're so confident and they are, but getting to that next level often takes next level beliefs. And so that's what I really work on them with is getting to those next level beliefs so their income can rise with them. And so what happens when they try to go to this next level is they start to question themselves. They start to doubt if, you know, they can achieve the wealth that they've spent most of their time just desiring from a distance. And so it requires a lot of courage, right? And so self-belief and courage together, self-trust, getting really comfortable with the idea that they are worthy, deserving, capable of that wealth is really what I work on them with. And that's truly, you know, what makes a really big difference for them is kind of realizing that how, how much their self-belief, how much their confidence really matters in all this. And usually how their fears, their doubts, and their thoughts are all really heavily reflected in their business and around money. And so if you can really admit to yourself that, Hey, I might be wrong. I might not be as confident. I might not be as, you know, I might not think I'm as worthy of my desires, you know, as much as I want them. That's really huge because the moment that you can admit that, admit that you're wrong, admit that there's a differential, you can start changing it and shifting it. And that is so, so, so important. Um, so that's a huge part of what I do. Yeah. That's so big. Now I have a question for you. Uh, this is going to be a curveball question a little bit, but you know, people don't want to admit their confidence many times, the lack of confidence because they want to be mm-hmm. successful, right? So they want to yeah. present themselves as confident mm-hmm. and not really let people underneath the surface, let them know they really don't know what they're doing or that they really don't know what's going on. And that's where you kind of see a fake it till you make it yeah. kind of persona, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you authentically step into that future self of confidence and where you're going without being inauthentic to where you're actually at? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so a lot of what I try and have my clients do is get really clear on who they want to become. So they know what they want, but they don't often know who they want to become. But the more you can understand who you want to become, 
the habits that you want to have when you get there, all the things that are going to really take place once you're in that space, you can start to try and recreate it now. So whether that's your habits, your thoughts, your decisions, your mindset, um, things like that, the more you start to embody it now, the more you can, you, you, you basically close the distance on, you know, where you are now and where you want to be. And so that's, that's one element to it. And I understand the fake it till you make it, but I think that you have to see the vision so clearly and so strongly before anyone else can. So you have to be able to see the success for yourself before anyone else can see it for you. Right. And it's, it is it going to be, that, uh, it reminds me of that saying, faith it till you make it instead of fake oh, it, till you make heard it, that. Faith it till you make it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Right. That's, that's a great phrase actually, but I think it's really hard to convince someone to get behind your vision if you can't get behind your vision. So I think so many people, whether you're in corporate, whether you're, you know, really young and still in college, whatever it is, whether, you know, you're 30 years into your career, I think we spend a lot of the time trying to get other people to see what we want to see and searching for external validation and trying to get them to believe in us rather than just trying to get us to believe in us and really, you know, get fully behind ourselves. So the more time that people can just spend, I think you should spend like 80% of your time trying to convince yourself of your vision of how worthy and capable you are of it. And then 20% of the time, you know, like going out and getting others to stand behind it, whether that's a product-based business, whether that's in corporate, whether that's a service-based business, whatever it is. But I think a lot of the time people flip that and spend 80% of the time trying to convince others and 20% trying to convince themselves. And I think if you can just get yourself behind it, so much more is going to happen. The ball is going to roll so much quicker down the hill towards your desires. Mm, That's really powerful. I hope you guys caught that wherever you're at it, whether you're driving or in the gym or just waking up, just the idea of really getting aligned and believing in your bones of what you're doing and how that transfers into how you take action. It transfers into how you show up in meetings. It transfers into how you present your product. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. A lot of times with the unbelief of what you do, you kind of just hold back. Mm-hmm. So I love and that. I, I absolutely love that. Now, oh, I really believe that if you can just get yourself and you can get your, if you can trust yourself and if you can get behind yourself and stand under yourself with your beliefs, the way you show up is different. The way you speak is different. The way you move through life is different. And all of that just culminates to getting you closer to your desires, but the self-belief and self-trust has to come first. It's so much harder trying to run an uphill battle Mm -hmm. if you don't have that already going for you. So that's where I always start with my clients. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Now you have a passion for helping people in the area of their money stories because Mm -hmm. you do have this element to your coaching that is kind of related to the activating this wealth, you know, within the mind first, right? That's how it then manifests out. What are some of these money stories that, you know, a lot of your clients come to you with and how do you lead them through some of those blocks? Yeah. So I think one super important thing to touch on is just kind of like why they come with it in the first place. And so specifically I work a ton with women. Most of my clients are women. And I think women around the world have been conditioned into this idea that they should be regular, you know, regular means safety. And the idea that a path of plain small will somehow make you more loved, appreciated, respected as a woman. And I think that's been perpetuated time and time again. And so I think women, a lot of the times and not always, but unknowingly or knowingly rob themselves of a chance of a life for more, right. From small, small moments of not raising their hand, not sitting at the table, um, that kind of add up to a larger belief that they're not worthy, capable, deserving of their desires. And like I said, I didn't grow up with women who were unapologetically ambitious or wanting wealth, right? You often hide that. And so 
the thing is, is that I don't actually believe most women want regular and my clients are usually starting on the path to admit that to themselves. Right. But they've got to deal with all of this conditioning and stories and past decisions that have added up to more of like a regular life, right? Like doing the path that they think that they think they should really. And so I believe most women desire wealth just like men. Right. And so to have that wealth, they need to feel worthy of earning it, receiving it, holding it, multiplying it, right. And wielding money. But most women don't actually feel worthy of that. And so we really start to work on that stories of, you know, why don't you feel worthy of that? Where does that decision come from? Where did that first stem from? And what do we need to shift so that you do feel worthy of it? And so I, a concept that I always try and teach my clients is really that money amplifies, right? And so I think it means more freedom. I think it means more impact. I think it means, you know, an overflow of not having to worry. Um, And what I've really found through my clients is so much energy is expended worrying if they have enough or they are enough. And I think that goes for everyone, right? Um, So what happens is that we hold so many unregulated and we're so unaware of so many stories that we have around money. And so it's often a lot of fear, uncertainty, and shame that we hold, right? And so it's really digging into why do we have those things? Where do they come from? Um, do we want to keep those bleeds? How have they served us? And how do we want to shift it moving forward so that we can actually welcome in money, think that it amplifies things and be really comfortable holding it, receiving it, multiplying it and continuing to create it. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. And I love how you kind of create associations around it, right? You tie it to freedom, you tie it to impact Mm -hmm. versus a lot of times based off of our money stories come from our upbringing where they're tied to wanting to, you know, you're, you're, you're a, a greedy person or you're a person's uh, yeah. ungrateful or you're a person who is, you know, um, without, or you weren't meant to have it, or it's meant for yeah. somebody else. And I think your relationship with money, it definitely isn't important because it definitely affects how you can ask for it as you go out into the world. Right. Absolutely. And, I, and, and, and I'm so glad you're talking about this conversation because, you know, I remember when, my association with money was it was meant for others, right? And mm, interesting. that's how I, you know, is that we grew up with that mentality because we grew up poor. So I'm almost always like, oh yeah, like, you know, these are all the people you could be them one day, like it's possible for you, but you know, almost like it's a divine, like it's divinely chosen by God almost for, for certain mm-hmm. people to be wealthy. And I think there is some truth to that because part of it is tied to your geographic graphical location where you live in the world, the resources around you, your upbringing, there is some divine element to it. But for most of us, we have the choice to elevate or increase where we are. Yeah. Right. And in your associations play a major role in that. And I love your, the words that you used for that, because now you feel empowered and feel good. Now I see money as a tool and a resource. I like to to come and easily, right. I love to be generous. I love to, to receive and I love to give. And so it's like this, this, um, I see it as a flow and a circulation, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I love that. How do you, how do you, um, prevent, for example, one of the big things that requires to elevate to new levels is to invest in ourselves. How do you break that grip on, I want to hoard, or I want to hold, I want to figure it out myself. And how do you let go and say, you know, I need to invest. How do you do that? So I really think it depends on the person's stories, right? So for you, you, yours was money's not meant for me. So all of your decisions probably, and all your actions probably are aligned around that story at that point in time. Right. And so it's kind of understanding 
what story that you, that you do have and kind of going from there. But another thing that I think is a big realization that I try and get my clients to have is that when you are in desperation for money and want money, right? You're, it's coming from a weird energy and you're probably not going to receive it. And you can't try and get money to come in one end and receive money when you're gripping it going out. Right. So there's usually a lot of people have shame all around about whether they're saving money, about whether they're spending money. And so I think once you kind of make the decision that, you know, if you can be, if this is a little bit more woo woo, but if you can be an energetic match for money, if you can feel safety around money, if you can feel security around money, which often comes from self-trust, right? Trusting that you've got your own back, trusting that you can earn more money, trusting that you can be good with money and change your habits around money. It's going to flow more easily. Just like you said, right? Like it's going to, you're going to receive it. It's going to outflow, but either way you're supported, you're safe, but it's understanding that you don't need to have this like grip on it. You don't need to grasp at it all the time because that's going to put you in a place where you're going to, like you said, you're going to hoard it, right. Or you're going to do weird things with it. And it's really hard to earn more when you're gripping on what you have. So what you said, the energy piece is really key. And I don't think it's woo woo at all. I think people make it woo woo, but if you really realize it, it's not because it's one of the currencies. You look at time as a resource to make more Um, money is a, you know, itself can make more. You have um, relationships in your network that can help you make more. And you have energy that can help you make energy is actually needed to be able to bring in waves and how you manage it and use it and how you show up. It's all tied into how you're able to make more or not. So absolutely, I love this conversation. Um, and I, and I know people are listening and they're probably thinking, man, like I really need to like work on these money stores. I need to learn how to activate wealth. I have these blocks. I have, I'm still stuck in poverty mindset. I have a hard time giving. I have a hard time being generous. I have a hard time investing. I have a hard time keeping. I have a hard time making more. There's just all these different <laughs> blocks, right? It's like every yeah. corner you just turned, there's like another block waiting for you. Uh, I think what your, your coaching is very special because it helps lift the lid off of the blocks. That's why it's called unlimited right? Unlimited mastermind. You're helping them lift the lid off of their potential um, and, and, and not just their, their money stories, but in just their overall minds and how they show up. So, um, you know, where can people connect with you to learn more about your coaching? Uh, you know, can they follow you on Instagram? What's, what do you, what do you recommend is the best way for them to reach? Yeah. You? Yeah. So I am predominantly on Instagram at Mackenzie Co. It's M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E-C-O. Um, I would love if your listeners would DM me, come connect with me. I also have a website. It is www.mackenzieco.com spelled the same way as Instagram. And yeah, that is absolutely the best way to come connect with me and learn more and um, just see everything that I've got out on the internet about switching your money mindset and really becoming the most unlimited, confident version of yourself. Perfect. Thank you so much for being with us, Mackenzie. And we're going to drop your Instagram in the description below. So for those of you who are listening, you'll be able to just click it, go to her Instagram, show some love, let her know what you took away from today and reach out to her if you're looking for this type of coaching. So Mackenzie, thanks again. You couldn't have brought some more valuable concepts than you did. Thank you very much. And for those of you who are listening, make sure to subscribe to this channel, share it with somebody that you know, leave a six star review. I think there's only five stars, but leave six. (laughs) And until the next episode. See you then. Thank you so much.